Welcome to the TNC Show. You're going to learn about the state of the financial markets right now and all the latest advice on best practice during these uncertain times. This is Jonathan Clark and I'm your host for today. You're listening to the Kyle Financial Podcast Show where we show professional people how to protect their income and build their net worth so they can enjoy a comfortable lifestyle and financial security for themselves and their families. Welcome to the podcast. Okay, so we're going to have a discussion today about the state of the nation. Um, <laughs> at the time of recording, we're in week 11, is it, of lockdown? 10, 11, something like that? Oh, uh, it probably is 11, actually, now. It's funny because I watched the uh, SpaceX launch the other day yeah. there, and I thought, how many historical events can you get in one day? You've got the first NASA launch in years, you've got global pandemic, and you've got mass rioting across the USA. <laughs> all no, in one no, day. I know that's just true. I see, and this will all hit in the USA big time. This will all be. This day will, will go down in history, you know. Um, so we, you know, obviously we uh, have been talking during the COVID period, and we're now at the time of recording, looking at slowly relaxing some of the um, restrictions that be upon us. And we're now speculating as to where this is going to go and what the, the new normal is going to look like. So um, if, you could, if you could sum up the state of play just now and how the future for financial services looks right now based on the, the information we've got, what do you think the what's the prognosis? I've not got yet. Um, oh my goodness. Uh, well, um, there's a massive question. Right so, One, I'm glad you've jumped in the answer first, Trevor. <laughs> you start every show like this. that ball. I think actually we've had the, the shock, the initial shock, the anxiety. I think the relaxation going. Actually, you know, this isn't so bad for a huge number of people with the furlough scheme and the self-employed scheme. A lot of people fell through the cracks. And now we're starting to think about moving back to the new hotels out in Northern Ireland are due to open out. It was announced on the 20th of July, which is a big step. Um, so if they're opening up, if offices are opening up again, do we go back to the office? And if we go back to the office, do we go back to a photocopier, a scanner, host, and bringing our clients in for client meetings? What's going to happen there? You've then got the mortgage market, where, you know, what's unemployment going to look like in three, four, five months' time? How's that going to affect things? So I think the mortgage market is going to be a little bit of a market, I think, is huge and actually is likely to grow as people become very, very much more aware. And obviously then the, the stock markets, uh, the equities markets are going to be very volatile, I think, for the Certainly, the short term anyway. So, pension funds and investment funds are, I think, there'll be opportunities, winners and losers in there. I've lost at the moment because my pension is available the last couple of weeks. But um, hey ho, that is what it is. But I think for us in our in our market, I think there's huge open. I think it's great. However, what's it going to look like? How you do business? I think that's the key. What are we going to try? 
when are we going to when are we actually going to be in front of a client shaking hands going come on in it's great to see you does, when is does, that ever going to happen again is that is that so the question would be then is that necessary I think now, I think now there's going to be big changes in it. I think um, from chatting to our guys as well, I think initially it was like can't, some of our guys are, are really face-to-face focused. There are other ones, myself, I probably do a bit more over the phone. Um, and even I will change the way I work now um, and try and do more with video calls like this and Zoom calls. I think that's going to be the, the future there. Um but for the guys that are face-to-face, I think initially everyone was excited, like, sooner this is done, sooner we can start seeing people. But I think if there's anything that the, the pandemic has taught is that I don't think it's going to be that straightforward because it's all well and good saying, right, you're now allowed to see other people. Um, but does anyone want to see you face-to-face? How quick are people going to be to jump in and nip into our office um, and a business centre? Or even invite someone into their home um, for an hour chat. If there are other ways of doing it, then I think that's something that, that most people will start to explore now. Um, I think technology-wise, people have been forced to look at things that they would never have done before um, and to kind of break the barriers and <clears throat> come out with their, their comfort zone and, and look at other ways of doing things. And I think a lot of it will stick. I think that's a big thing that I'm finding from speaking to clients and advisors. <clears throat> I think this is the future, these Zoom calls. Um, I think video calls are going to be the norm. Um, I don't know what you think, think, Trevor, actually, but yeah. This is, it's really, really strange. I, I presume things would pretty much go back to normal. Um, it was all very well. Going in once a day, check the post, check the computers, check the systems, the server, and everything's working well. Nobody in the entire building, which is fine. I reckon between people who work in the building and people who come and go every day, it's got to be 500 people a day in that building. Three yeah. lifts, two sets of stairs. Um, it was funny. I was in this morning very, very, for about 15 minutes this morning. There was an issue with one of the computers, and I was coming out the main door. There was a guy waiting to come in. So I pressed the buzzer and let myself out, and he went to walk straight through, and I went to walk out. And I went, growled at him to get back. <laughs> and I went, oh, I COVID-19. And I go, get back. <laughs> so, so suddenly, is that what it's going to be like? You know, uh, oh, dear, walking around with a, a stick or something, you know, a two-meter stick. And I thought, no, 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 no. And you're right. That's why I was thinking this morning. When are you going to invite somebody into your house for an appointment? When are you going to feel comfortable to do that? When's anybody going to feel? In fact, I was talking to a client this morning. And we had literally just heard the news about the hotels opening up in Northern Ireland. We're going, how the devil are they going to do that? If you check out at 10 or 11 in the morning and somebody else due to check in at 2 or 3 in the afternoon, how are the cleaners going to deep clean? <laughs> yeah. Every hotel room, every day. And I'm going, that's bonkers. <laughs> so we decided that from now on, every hotel room in the UK, or sorry, certainly Northern Ireland, is going to smell a devil. Other disinfectants are available. And we're all going to have to sleep on plastic, disposable plastic sheets. <laughs> so how weird is that going to be? So if that's what it's going to be like, I don't know. I, I, who's going to come to your house? I don't know. So I think it, I think technology is going to forward. Do you, think, do you think human nature, though? I mean, you know, the minute they said you could go outside and you could gather in groups, we, we, we were out walking as a family the other night and they just said, right, eight people can gather outside from different households in Scotland. And we passed a street party 
which easily had a dozen or more folk and kids running about and they're all sitting in wheelchairs in the middle of the road having bottles of wine, which are probably shared and all that kind of stuff. I personally think the public will just go back to their normal behaviours and, and, and there's a lot of talk of this new normal and this new world we're entering into, but really, is it going to be? I mean, it might be. I'm not close not to that, but I suspect it would be. We all postulate and like, uh, sort of theorise of what things going to, are going to be like. And you're right, human nature is what it is. You're absolutely right. I say I was in the park over the weekend. And honestly, I've been telling everybody it was like there was a mad festival on because uh, in the morning, the carnage from the parties the night before. And you're right, I've, we've got groups of 20 plus. Um, so they're big families. Um, but yeah, no, it was definitely party central around Glasgow over the weekend. And the dog even enjoyed it because he managed to steal someone's sausages off the barbecue in the park store and ran. <laughs> Very embarrassing, but it's true. But do, you, so, do, you need, do you need an office? Do you need an office with desks and computers and, and everything else? Or could you do it all remotely? I mean, you guys have had to adjust, your case in point, you've had to adjust from the office space you've got in that building to all working remotely. Has it, has it caused you that much grief or has it worked quite smoothly? Do you know, I think so. I think there was a couple of people that were a wee bit late to the party, I suppose, that... that um, didn't jump on it right away, but um, I think we we were we were pretty lucky. We we managed to find a way to make it work and and kind of roll with it very quickly and, and start moving forward. Um, we haven't seen a, an impact really business wise. Um, we're probably speaking to more people than we did before. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I think it's something that me and Trevor have spoken about. Is we do have we are very lucky. We have a very nice office. Um, I would go as far as to say it's probably the nicest office in the building that we're in. Um, and do, do, does it need to be that size anymore? I don't know. Um, we're actually going to be having our, our kind of first team meeting on Zoom. Um, with everyone, we normally have a monthly kind of get-together where we, we have a kind of business update and run through any changes or anything that's happening in the industry or the network. So obviously, we've got a lot to put on this, this, this one. Yeah, this could be <laughs> a long one. Um, but depending on how this goes... It's something that we've always kind of pushed to try and get everyone to come into the office and it's a good time to catch up with people because a lot of our guys are remote, but we'll be in a hurry to, to kind of pull everyone in again. Not for a long time, probably. So this is this is probably going to set the tone on these meetings as well. Um, so the, the office is a funny one. I think it's some clients and some advisors, nothing beats sitting down face-to-face with someone and us explaining to them how the, the mortgage offer is... Uh, looking what's needed next or whether it's talking through the different types of protection that we would recommend. Nothing beats that face-to-face, but it's a combination of factors now as to whether people won't even want to come and see you face-to-face anymore. Or, um, I, never, I, never, I never thought yeah. of this before, but you've just raised the idea. You can't social distance in a lift. Do you know what no, I mean? You can't. It's not big enough. <laughs> so, no, 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 one person, no, one person at a time. Our building is saying one person at a time, yeah. So I don't know who's going to police that. That's going to be good fun. Yeah. Well, I, that's, I totally agree. The thing is, as well, if you get families of three or four, because I suppose not a family could get into lift as well, couldn't you? Or you know, what if somebody sneaks in behind you? You'd be sort of squeezing into the corner. But no, you're right. It's, it's going to be a very straight. I don't know. I think there are going to be lasting changes. I think from a firm point of view, you're suddenly realising you know how much time we waste just travelling out of the office. Believe it or not, I probably have more face-to-face meetings now than I did when I was in the office because I tended to be the one stuck in the office um, with the doors locked, um, trying to get on with stuff. 
But now I would prefer to do a video call with somebody than actually even just a, norm, a normal telephone call. And that way it's more like a conversation. Uh, and we certainly, with the advisors, we have more contact with the advisors than we've ever had, really. Um, because we're, you know, we're almost in contact on a daily basis by Zoom. I think from a training point of view as well, I think um, our advisors have never been sharper. I think that the network has been outstanding during yes. this. There are daily uh, Zoom calls for different things. So if you want to brush up a wee bit on your income protection, if you want to know how the mortgage lenders are, are approaching the situation or what, what anyone's doing really, there is something on every other day. You can jump on a, a webinar. Is that face-to-face learning? Um, so I think from us as a firm, we, we've all sharpened our tools. We're all better at what we do. Um, and it's wee things like that, just dipping in and out of, right, you can get up in the morning. I've got no one to phone till 11 o'clock. Oh, there's a wee 40 minute webinar. We can dive on that. We can see what Aviva have been doing, what Vitality have been doing, what AIG have been doing um, to try and help their clients out in this situation. Um, and, and other things just straight up um, coaching on how best to approach things with clients, how to integrate talking about wills and trusts. And um, so, from an advisor point of view, the, the, the learning hours are up because from a network, point of view they would have to set days ahead so it'll be next month they're coming to Glasgow it's going to be a roadshow about this a roadshow about that and, and you maybe get two or three days um, and then does that day fit in with what you need to do that day if the advisors maybe the kids are at school they can't get them collected and, and you're you're out and about if you've drove through to Glasgow you need to get back you can literally dip in and out of these things you can dip in sit for 30 minutes do a bit of learning and you know you've got a call you can come out you've not offended anyone because they can't see you um, <laughs> so you can kind of dip in and out and do that and I think from from my point of view it's something that I have seen from speaking to all the guys is that we we're definitely stronger at what we do um, you get, do, you have a, do you have a CPD I can tell you professional yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, all so, these classes count towards the guys yeah. hours so everybody, everybody's ticked off for a, a couple of years I think <laughs> <It's been laughs> But yeah, I mean, you had to factor it in if you had you had to get your three or four hours a month. You'd mm-hmm. have to factor in when you were what you were going to attend, how you were getting there, how that day was going to look, or the reading, sitting down and doing a bit of reading and studying bits. And with this, you can you can dip in and out. It's interactive. There's there's flashes, and, and you know what it's like as well. You can read through a lot of paperwork for a mortgage um, or a protection company, and it could be two hours working, it's maybe only five minutes that were useful for you, or an update or something that you didn't know. But with these, when, when the guys are speaking, they're trying to really get the, the key points. This is what's changed, this is what that. So you probably learn more in the 20 minutes as well than than um, than you would sitting down. So from that point of view, I've enjoyed it. I think the network will change how they do the trainings now. Um, I think, that, that, I think this will continue. I think there'll be a lot of mm-hmm. stuff. Maybe not every day, Thanks, but everybody. a couple of things a week and you can do them. Again, nothing beats that face-to-face. Then that's, that's your gathering. When we go to them, 30, 40 people um, could turn up. But I'm going online and there's, in some cases, 200 people on listening. So the problem is with the online training, there's no free lunch. <laughs> Which is always a bonus, the free lunch. A, a, a free lunch always attracts a lot of advisors. That's just the way they are. So here's the thing. To be honest, for me, from my point of view, it's really, really good. I think it's interesting because I've heard the comment, you know, my clients, no, nah, they're not really into technology. Uh, they wouldn't do Zoom calls or anything like that. What do you think about that? 
my, my clients haven't I've had no one really push back on it um, a couple of people it's just suited them better to still speak over the phone but um, no I think I think you'll be surprised I think well, no, I agree you've, with got, you, you've, got, you've got to remember as well that people are stuck in the house the same way we're stuck in the house so in some cases, they're over the moon to see someone different. <laughs> and you that, that's, that, that's not the partner that they've been bickering or um, it's not some people, obviously, it's just them and the kids in the house. Um, so another adult. So, yeah, um, and, and you, you can have a good laugh and a joke. And um, I think even for our advisors, they, they've adapted as well that when they're doing calls and, and Zoom calls, yeah, they do have their kids there and um, in some cases, they're young kids. And, like, people aren't, it's not a big deal. Whereas big before deal. you would be on a call, you'd be trying to get a quiet room, be away. But yeah. Kids are coming in and out. Everybody knows the situation. No one's got a choice. You can have a laugh, having a joke. The kids coming in. We've had some funny moments on these ones as well with things <laughs> happening in the background and videos. Um, so I think people are a lot more understanding of, of the situation. And yeah, if you ask someone to do a Zoom nine times out of 10, they're fine with it. Are there any, are there any... I think as well, I think you need to be very, very careful about um presuming that more mature people may not uh, have the technical skills, but you tend to find that their families have them set up. They're probably clued in more than we are because if, they, if their families are away about it, they will have them set up with the likes of Zoom or FaceTime or yeah. so they can actually do face-to-face calls. They're, they're more likely ahead of us. But it is, well, One way families have all kept in touch through all this is the Zooms oh, and doing uh, quizzes and things like that. Um, and it's something that I've done with some of my friends as well. We have a weekly quiz, uh, and and it's it's funny as as the lockdown continues, the the Excel and the powerpoints are getting better and better, and it's, uh, it's everybody's, get, everybody's getting better at, at kind of building the presentations, which is good fun. Um, but I think that that's again, I've got friends that are um, not too bothered about PCs and computers, and and they're they're enjoying their learning more, and um, so I, I think. With everyone, it's something, that, especially families, they've tried to get going, whether it's uh, FaceTimes, whether it's messenger calls, WhatsApp video calls. Um, it's it's becoming the future. Right. Well, funny enough, that brings me to another point. This is, this is the only issue that I have, and I love technology. But I thought, right, okay, you're talking about quizzes. How many flaming ways do people have to contact us now? That's the only bugbear I have, keeping up with the blinking contacts. So I now have a list in the morning that I have to go through to see if anybody's trying to speak to me. Now, you know how difficult I was to get a hold of before this, Chris. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, well, can you imagine what it's like now? You just multiply the number of platforms that people try to speak to me on. What? Right, so here's the quiz. How can people contact us? Oh, now, now you can get right. us on... Uh, obviously, there's a normal phone calls. Um, Hold on, I have to take these off. Oh, you're right. oh, so, so you've done a test. Um, so <laughs> people telephone. can still yeah, telephone. People can still pick the phone up um, and give us a bell. Um, All my clients are going. Do you hear that, Trevor? Pick <laughs> <laughs> up the phone. Um, yeah, exactly. Whether that's through the office line or, or with the advisor directly, you can get us there. But it's email. Um, you could contact us through our website now. You could contact us. Oh, I forgot. Hold on, I forgot about that. I got it right that now. Forgot the website. Forgot the website, man. The quiz master's missing some answers here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, you've got Facebook, LinkedIn. Hold on, but yeah, you've got Facebook, but you've also. I see you get two different ways in Facebook, though, don't you? 
Uh, yeah, they could post direct on the page or they could private message you. Good, well done, Chris. Um, you're, you're flying through these people. Yep. We, we've got Twitter, we've got LinkedIn, which again, similar. They could contact the page or contact us directly. Um, you could leave a wee message on our YouTube now. We're now on YouTube. Um, that's good fun, Trevor. Get that on your TV. Um, <laughs> get yourself on the YouTube on the telly, yeah. And the I'll get the wings out of the room. Yeah. Um, I'd just say you're going to have a wee sit down and watch some uh, Kel Fernandes. You know, watch myself on YouTube, yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> yeah, that'll get rid of them. They can, they can um, message you through YouTube as well. They can leave your comment on YouTube. They can contact oh, you. Oh, don't tell them that. <laughs> they can contact you through your blog, lifeinsurancescotland.co.uk. Yeah, we've got the blog now as well. Um, we've got a couple of different pages that, that you can find us on. I'm trying to think what else. You can now get in touch through Google. You can find yeah, us through I got Google. that one as well. Yeah, I got, I got that one. Um, and, and obviously video calls now, you would probably need to speak to someone first to arrange it, but um, you can contact us. And, and the last one is, I would avoid going and chatting in the office door because no one's going to be there just now. Well, right, you can Zoom, Microsoft Teams, WhatsApp message, WhatsApp phone, WhatsApp video calls. Skype. Skype, oh yeah, right, love Skype. Oh man, my anxiety levels, my contact anxiety is through the it's getting worse, worse, isn't it? If a client <laughs> contacts you and you're like, I thought they were going to message me. Or I swear that person's messaged me and you're looking and you've got to check Messenger or WhatsApp. But yeah, you, I don't you suggest that people write to us now. Same as a letter. <laughs> oh, do, people still, do people still do that? Yeah. Oh. Send a standard address envelope to Teddington Lock. And, um, That's bonkers. Yeah, I mean, so a, a client sends you a, a file and you have to check WhatsApp, Facebook, email. <laughs> Where do they send it? <laughs> you know oh. But I, I think that that's a good thing as well, that we're all locked down. You would think that the easiest thing before was popping into the office, but we've never been more accessible mm-hmm. than we are now. We can react to when the clients need us. If anything, it's easier as well, especially for our advisors who, who have younger families. If a client would like an appointment and say they can only do a Tuesday at 6 o'clock, there's a bit of planning that goes in behind that to get into the office or to go to the house, to sort yeah, the kids and all that. Now, Five minutes before, brush your hair. Well, I've not got any, but uh, sort, sort your hair, brush your beard, and and yeah, yeah, we, we can we could do it any time really now. It's so much easier, um, and and we are more accessible. Are there any? Are there too, any too accessible? Maybe. Sorry, Chris. Are there, are there any confidentiality issues about doing a fact find by Zoom? No. Any we guidelines don't. about that? Is there any restrictions about that? I mean, is it okay for me to sit here and tell you my NI number and my date of birth and here's my assets and here's my numbers and da, da. is that all okay? Yeah, if we were doing anything with the clients, you would be invited and in, it would be completely passworded. Um, right. But it's not anything, that, not anything that we would save on a conversation. Everything would kind of get written down as normal. We would take some notes, we'd gather our information. Um, and GDPR-wise, any client's information will only go two places for us. It's uh, our CRM and the network CRM, which allows us to, to quote. Um, I wonder if that may be, a, a, that may be an objection. Some people might go, well, I don't really want to tell you my stuff on the interwebs. You know, in case I get hacked or, or you get hacked or something. I mean, that is a common thing even before this, but some clients would rather not tell you over the phone bank details or mm. um, anything like that. So... Um, it's something that we've managed previously in the past for a lot of clients we would recommend. If anyone does have to send any details in, we would try and avoid Messenger. We would inv- uh, definitely try and avoid email as well. And we would just ask them to send it via WhatsApp, which is obviously fully encrypted. So um, I think it's as, as safe as it's going to be. Um, certainly we've not heard of any issues across the network of, of 
we've been working on working on it recently as well, and we're, we're moving more towards it. Microsoft Teams. Uh, that is that seems to be a really good platform, but certainly with three six five as end to end encryption, um, and that is important. Yeah. WhatsApp obviously is end to end encryption as well. Zoom did have security issues. Um, because I know that people were able to hack, and I think you do need to be conscious of using a password. Certainly, if you're going to be talking about your know, personal information. What about documentation? What about signing forms? And are you sending like signable PDFs and stuff like that? Is that how you do yeah, it? Yeah, that we're moving. I think that the, the the electronic signatures is something that the, that's more driven by the banks. Now, I believe the legislation says that electronic signatures are perfectly legal. Certainly, around the EU, I, I believe that's the the understanding. However, the institutions tend not to accept them. Uh, now, certainly we've had agreement, temporary agreement, that an email or message from a client confirming that they're happy to proceed on the basis that a signature would be, excuse me, supplied at a later date uh, is, is fine. But um, sometimes we still have to resort to sending out uh, an envelope with a signature page on it. Mm. Well, yeah, uh, you know, it's funny, because one of the things I'd written down, I was looking at it, you've got all the communication systems, and that actually brings you to a good point. Because if you think about all the different platforms that we use, right, that's, that must be, what, 15 different ways to communicate with us easily? Yeah. Easy. Then, and then all the, the systems that we actually use online, I mean, the entire, so we use Microsoft Office, and that's all incorporated within Microsoft Teams. It's very much the businesses within that, you know, and we have an access to them. CRM. You then have um, all of your online sourcing for products. You've got all your online submissions. Uh, very, very little paperwork there. The network compliance, all of the network stuff is online now. Even our own CRM system, and we've built our own system, and it's, it's all uh, remote access. Everything I do with HMRC is now online. Information Commissioner, FCA, and banks. All of our banking is done online. What's interesting and funny, I was just sitting there, because we're looking at, okay, what about face-to-face, who wants it? Uh, and then, you know, who's it for? Is the teams? The team is actually doing really well. We've all had more contact with each other. It'll be interesting to see how the business meeting goes on Wednesday. That could be quite big. Um, client relationships, I think, will be very, very good. I think it'll be great. I think potentially you can have lots of small meetings rather than big hour-and-a-half sessions. And you can stop if something you get interrupted. What I find interesting is that, as far as our suppliers, i.e., the banks and insurance companies are concerned, it's still all email and telephone. There doesn't seem to be any shift there whatsoever to any other platform. Or am I missing something, Chris? That is literally just pick up the phone, try to get through to somebody. And of course, at the moment, they're all running on limited uh, capacity. Yeah. At all. So you send them an email or you, you phone them, that's it, and just hope for the best. And I think that, why is it always the banks have to, you know, billions in profits, but they seem to invest nothing in technology? Or am I just being a wee bit simple? Come on, banks. Um, don't ask, that's my impression. I think the smaller you are, the, the easier it is to, to dance and to shift and to switch direction. You know, it's the old super tanker thing. They have to switch the engines off three miles out so they stop yeah. in time. Whereas you're just on a jet ski and you, and you can turn direction if you want to. So the, the advantage of small firms is you're more flexible and you're more spontaneous, you know. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right, the institutions are. It's like I've, I've had to speak to a couple of people and trying to be redirected to someone who's sitting in their house, but they haven't got the paperwork to to cause they can't access it from somewhere. You know, it's crazy stuff. Um, we, we've been managing to get around almost everything. Um, signatures we can do, signatures. Um, any issues that we've we've had, we've we've found a way around them. And I think you're right that the key is there is because we aren't too big, it hasn't been too difficult for us to uh, be flexible and alter how we work and kind of flip the mindset, I suppose, change what we wanted. And um, and we've worked that to the clients, and it is as simple as that. It's not like that you want a video call with us, it needs to be a Zoom. If you would rather it on WhatsApp, if you'd rather it on FaceTime, whatever suits you or whatever technology you have um, access to, we will work around you. Um, I think all, all our guys have been a credit to themselves with regards to that. They've been very good at keeping in touch with clients um, on whatever format suits them best, whatever platform. No, you're okay. right. This, it's funny. Um, just looking at a thing there in the press as well. It was a mortgage broker, um, Andrew Montley, was saying that um, the whole thing has been surprisingly liberating in some ways. No, I, say, that's, I think that's how I feel. It's been liberating. Um, you're not tied to notes. You're not tied to paper. Uh, there's so much more flexibility. I think possibly as well that yeah, we have gained time because there's no travel time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no travel time at all. So, I mean, if you were going to see a client that was an hour's drive each way, it's two hours site and you save straight away. You can do so much work, more work or you can be so much more efficient or you just get time back. Um, and I, th- I think it'll be interesting to see if this is a surge forward in technology those companies that lag behind or are finding it slow to change, where are they going to be? Um, you know, if you look at the aircraft industry or the, the airline industry, I suppose, maybe they're all suffering now, but if you look at the likes of EasyJet and Ryanair, you know, the, the low-cost airlines grew in there, they're the biggest airlines in Europe now, um, simply because they had the flexibility of cost, use cheaper airports. And then you had the old stalwarts that were still stuck with the expensive airports, the expensive contracts. And it'll be interesting to see now if there's you know, the challenger companies. You know, the fact that we're set up and good to go technology-wise, we can we can adapt. You know, anybody that's got a, we've spoken to various you know, firms who still use paper, <clears throat> and ask them for information, and the response is, "You'll get it whenever we open up again." Way will that be? No idea. I mean, heavens above. Yeah, mm. Craigie is, is that is, they, need, they need to do something. So, uh, but I, I think for those who are prepared to invest in technology or whatever, you, you've got a much much greater chance. No, it's like everything else. You've got to you can never sit in your laurels. You've got to use the, the, the technology that's available. But I, I think it would be good to see suppliers catch up. And actually, it'd be nice to see some of our BDMs who are telecom based. It would be great to do Zoom calls with them. Put a face to a name. And I think that's what I really enjoy is seeing faces again. You do, you get most of the body language, you get most of that communication uh, backwards and forwards. I, I can now see Chris scowling at me whenever I say something he disagrees with, just rather than that sort of prolonged silence on the phone. <laughs> 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 I know where to hide. I normally prefer to think he's just thinking, but now I can see the scowl in his face. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so, no, I, 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 do, I, like, I like the way we've gone. I really do. It's funny because you've got, you know, we're in a government-induced situation. You know, the, the, the powers that be have responded to the virus outbreak by implementing certain 
conditions. And those conditions have dramatically affected the finances of the planet, you know, uh, from the global corporations right down to mm. you and I checkbook. You know, I, 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 I've yes. joked about how I filled my petrol tank in February and only had to top it up last week <laughs> for the first time in months. Um, right. It's you know, true, I'm the same. But you're in the world of financial services, so it has brought about people's a raised awareness and mortality. You know, I, I was talking to a will writer the other day. I, I don't know if I shared this story with you, but um, I said to him, you know, what do you, what, what do you think this is, has done for your business? Because he's been busy recently. Um, and do you think that will continue? He said, well, it, it's raised people's awareness of how the of mortality. We are basically bags of soup walking about that are very vulnerable. <laughs> very, very vulnerable, you know, and... Um, this has maybe made people aware of that. Um, and so he fully expects to be even busier. He's been sending will, wills to be signed through electronic PDFs and all that kind of stuff. Um, so he expects that to grow. Um, you know, what, what do you think? What, what, what do you see coming then? Let, let's say lockdown was released. Let's say in the UK, everything was, we were told we can go back to a kind of sense of normality. What do you think is going to happen in the, in the, in the global markets? And what's that, how is that going to affect the man on the street, the man and women on the street? How big a question could you ask, Jonathan? I know. <laughs> I'm talking to experts here. <laughs> do you know what? I, I, I think globally there's going to be a real mixture of, I think there might be some element of, from a government point of view and supplies point of view, there might be a bit more protectionism. Um, I heard a comment was that the UK was caught out with this one on PPE because uh, somebody had said something we hadn't really taken SARS that seriously so a lot of countries uh, built up stores and uh, had disaster planning based on the SARS threat um, the UK didn't whether that's true or not is speculation but I don't know anything about that but I think you're right I think maybe governments are going to sit back and go okay well something like this happened again and if it's happened this time, why would it not happen again? You know, it's bound to. Um, how do we protect ourselves from this? Do we need to bring industries back to the UK? Change our protected industries rather than just defence industries? Do we have PPE industries? Uh, R&D? We have quite a big uh, uh, pharmaceutical R&D industry. So I think from that point of view, the UK will But then you've got the banks. Um, you know, what? What are the repercussions from protectionism? Are we all going to jump on planes and shoot off around the world? Uh, I see, I heard, or is it in uh, is it Mexico? We're offering free accommodation. If you can get out there, just to try to get people back. Um, can you map this? will be packed. <laughs> Those flights will be full. Don't you, or, think all, don't you think all flights will be full? The minute they say it's open to fly now. I don't actually, I'm not going to get in a plane because I'll be sitting scowling at everybody around. There's no way I'm <laughs> covered in cling film. It's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> he would be, he would be, yeah, he would be. Tank. I don't know, I don't know. I, I think we all want to do it. I think there's a lot of people will they'll, they'll rush off and they'll, they'll head back to Spain or whatever. I think there will be an element that think, you know, I'm going to stay in the UK for a couple of years and see how this goes. The minute, you, the minute you tell the public they can't do something, they want to do it more. They do. They do. They do. I, I agree. Can't have that. On the other hand, on the other hand, if I go to if I go to Spain for a fortnight and then have to sit in my, my house for a fortnight after that, there, how's that going to work? So um, don't know. Don't know. Is that way if the government saying right, the skies are open again, off you go, go and have your holidays. 
finally you're in lockdown the minute you get back, speak to your employer. So maybe is that the way they're sort of trying to manage the overseas trips? Or even when you get there, you go to yeah. Greece and you've got to sit in a hotel for two weeks in Greece in quarantine. I think <laughs> the know? thing now is to, to get a week's holiday, it's going to cost you two weeks and uh, lockdown, or three weeks in total. Um, so you, who's, who's got a month's holiday to be doing that? Um, what about, so you're right, because what about all the city breaks? You know, who's going to go away for a weekend? That, that just doesn't make sense anymore, does it? And that, and that was probably a ginormous market for the UK travellers, European city breaks. Um, so, no, I, I, I think cars, ferries, roads, trains maybe. You can get a bit more space on trains, depending on how they're set up. Buses, I don't know if I'll be on a bus. And again, we're assuming, we're assuming that everything goes swimmingly and we're all back to relative normal. What if there's a second wave? What if yeah. there's another strike? You know, that puts us all right back to square one again. I think if there's a second strike that requires a lockdown, that's going to be pretty catastrophic. Yeah. I really do. I think it'll be pretty catastrophic. There's no way the country can afford, you know, no matter how much they throw at it, you can't afford to furlough people indefinitely. And we'll already see that because the Venison is at the uh, end of August, September, is it? It starts to reduce shares, can't remember the month, but yeah, that'll be interesting. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think... It, I think the sad thing is for, for the the working man, we're not going to really see uh, the true impact of this for another couple of months. I, I, think, um, I think it's tough. I think um, it's going to be tough on a lot of people. Um, and hopefully it's not too bad um, and although there will be industries which will take a long time to recover I think there will be industries that thrive and there will be job opportunities in other places um, for people and, and there will be big changes but yeah I think another lockdown would be an absolute disaster I think I think that would be awful I think psychologically as well it would be awful I think if it comes in the autumn time and the weather's not so nice it would be awful there's lots and lots of reasons why a second lockdown would be terrible. The other, um, I think that um, for those industries that can, and I think we're really lucky, we can work from home and we can adapt really quickly to the whole situation. And it can work for us in a positive way. Um, but forget your, pol- your political opinions. I mean, would you want to be sitting in government going, do I sit here until we're guaranteed there's no more COVID-19? Or do I have to take a risk and start the economy going again? And I think it's balancing that risk is, is I would, that's a massive responsibility. And it doesn't matter who's in power. And it's, it's a huge lose-lose uh, situation because it's almost, you know, it's brutal. And it'll be interesting to see what comes out of America with not a lot of social distancing going on over the last few days. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been hit badly as well. So I don't think as well you said, I mean, I know the beaches around the country have been absolutely packed this weekend. I think it was a photograph, was it Cornwall? That's right. The helicopter had to land on the sand. So everybody was packed in like sardines to let the helicopter land. Uh, so I've been on that beach, there's nowhere to go. <laughs> it's just cliffs on the sea, there's right. nowhere to go. That's right, so you're yeah. right, there's nowhere to go. Uh, and uh, you're gonna, always going to make way for a helicopter landing. So uh, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see it over the next fortnight how that affects the R number. Yeah, um, yeah. And that will sort of, I think that will be an, an indicative as well of risk. Because there really was no social distancing. Was, I think psychologically, lockdown is over, 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 over for a lot of people. So the R number, that, that's the key. 
But I think so much of that is academic, you're right? I think human nature is human nature. They'll all rush back and uh, people will rush back to their holidays, rush back to the shops, possibly. All, so, the things you've, all the things that people have not been able to do for the last two, three months, they're going to want to do immediately. <laughs> you know, so it's holidays, yeah. booze and pubs, restaurants, da da da. You know, um, yeah. no, you're right. You're right. A lot of there'll be a lot of babies born at the start of next year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was good for us. Yeah, family protection. Reviews. Yeah, life cover. Yeah, lots of, <laughs> lots of that. For what is it, November, December time? Is it? <laughs> yeah, uh, that's yeah. a that's a three or four month project easily. No, I, I think I think from a technology point of view, I think it's been great. I think it's catapulted us forward. It really has in a very, very positive way. I think it's been great. And I think I have looked at Microsoft Teams before uh, and put it on my laptop, taken it back off again, put it in the way, put it back on again. Nah, too complicated. Put it on, persevered, and I think it's great. Um, so, oops. sorry about that, Charles. I think there's going to be a lot of things that you know, in a year's time, two years' time, 10 years' time, 20 years' time, you're going to be hearing people say, and because of the pandemic, this area developed, or, you know, we, we put that down to the, the COVID situation. You know, there's going to be so many things of, yeah. of a lasting effect. I think in our industry right now, mortgages, um, it's kind of, they're starting to pull back now. Um, we're getting closer to normal there, and I think within a month or two, that, that should be, almost back to normal, but I've seen a big thing on um, income protection. There's a newfound appreciation for that. Um, clients are very intrigued about it. It was one of the most undersold products. It's the thing that people have the least. Um, but I, th I think furlough has given everyone a, a taste of what it actually does. And although it doesn't cover you if you're... Um, if the government locks down the country, income protection is not the answer for that. However, um, it's, it's given everyone an idea of what it would be like to not be earning for um, four, four weeks, two months, three months, six months, whatever it might be. Um, and how having that 8% from the government made a massive difference. And I think that product, um, which depending on providers, could be between 60 and 65% of your top line, um, would... People, people are starting to ask more questions about that. So I'm already seeing a bit of a shift. Was that was something that people tried to? I, I would just want to cover the mortgage or just a lump sum. They, they never really. It wasn't a conversation that people brought up a lot of the time. It was something that that we provoked and we we had good conversations with the client about the importance. And then then their interest um, picks up. But I think now they, there's a genuine interest there from Joe Public. Um, and I've noticed in our industry that's been a wee change. And I think that will continue. Um, more awareness. It's, it's hard to tell what, what other changes are going to affect us, um, but there will be. Um, yeah, we just need to wait and see, don't we? Well, I'll tell you what's, one, what's interesting. I was just looking at before we came on. Um, I was another headline, Young Brits to Seek Financial Advice After COVID-19 Outbreak. And I was one of the networks to a, a survey. And... 64% of 18 to 30-year-olds will now consider getting financial advice following the lockdown. Wow. Um, 60, so that is huge. Only 8% said they would not look for financial advice, which I thought was interesting. Um, I thought there was another one as well. What was it? Uh, Savings-wise. Um 
48% of 18 to 30 year olds have now started saving or are saving more since the outbreak of coronavirus. And that's the age group, which is the real spending group, isn't it? Uh, I certainly never had any money when I was between 18 and 30 and I'm very little now. But I'm back at a lot less than zero. But I think that's an interesting point is, is it's, although we've all been in lockdown, we haven't really been spending money. We haven't really needed money because we haven't gone out. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what exactly happens. They, they've suddenly seen their, their money start to accumulate. Is that something they're going to think, oh, we'll stick with that, won't have to continue? Um, you're, you're optimistic, though, aren't you? You're optimistic about the overall situation. Oh, I'm very, yeah, I am. Yeah. I am total optimist. I, I think I think there are so many opportunities. Um, any firms that are based on paper, I would urge them to urgently investigate software uh, and start to look. I think that I spoke to a kitchen company, spoke to a designer last week in a kitchen company, and they're working flat out six days a week, 9 a.m. till 5, 5.30 in the afternoon. They have appointments by telephone to design kitchens. Now, what I find interesting is they're not doing it on Zoom calls. How? But the they are literally, they're, they're busier than they've ever been, and that's why people go into the showrooms. Uh, and he says because people aren't, they know they're not getting a holiday this year, so they're replacing the kitchens. But that's people prepared to actually buy a kitchen by telephone. Uh, I need a kitchen, so um, I'm trying to get an appointment with them. And I said, well, look, you, you tell me when situations, you tell me travel because every day is the same. It's flat out busy. Wow. So I think you've, you've got to embrace this, this distance selling, distance advice, and I think every industry will be the same. I think as well, actually, do you know what's funny? And it's made me more brave about buying online without actually seeing the product, which always always boggled my brain. Why would you want to buy something, especially a bit of furniture, without actually feeling the material or seeing just the quality of the, the, the manufacturer? And people are quite happy to do that, buy wardrobes and beds and all sorts of online. I'm surprised like, the, the, the kitchen company's not doing videos, they're not doing more web images, they're yeah, not no, doing I, Facebook I, I Lives, yeah. you know? software that you can share and you can because you know when you're sitting in front of these people they, they actually build your kitchen online or sorry build your kitchen on software you can share the screen and do exactly the same online why can't you so there must be huge opportunities for them to, to do that um but yeah certainly everybody seems to be embracing it so yeah will we need big kitchen showrooms in the future and are the are the kitchen fitters happy to go into somebody's house and fit a kitchen some are but uh, certainly spoken to people who they will do empty house refurbs, but they will not go into a house with people. Yeah. So and I think that's probably still very sensible. Yeah. Painful for a lot of, I mean, to be fair, it's, there'll be an awful lot of uh, tradespeople who are suffering because of this. Uh, and that, that's hard. That's got to be very difficult. So, um, well, it's a shame really for them because... You can't all be doing empty house refurbs and rebuilds. I did see one of the big cranes in Glasgow operating this morning, so the big sites starting to open up again as well. So, mm. at the end of the day, a lot, a lot of the whole, the whole point of financial planning is to is to cure yourself against potential threats. You know, it's all about what ifs. It's all about there are things out there that could scupper your your financial situations quickly. So there's insurances and there's things you can do to to kind of mitigate that. Um, 
and it's always going to be about weighing up the possibilities versus the realities. So, but you're optimistic about where it's going, and you're there to advise people regardless because you're keeping your finger to the you're to the ground and your finger on the pulse, and you know what you're doing and you know what's happening. So you're staying current. And if anybody's got any problems or queries, haven't listened to this today, um, they can give you a shout and just discuss. Just you know. Whether it's on WhatsApp, Facebook, <laughs> whatever other method. Yeah. I, I, I think that's the key here is just that um, we were in a good place before. Um, we were lucky that we were ahead of the game and we, we'd already invested a wee bit in technology and our systems. Um, so it really is business as usual for us. We are here to support all of our clients um, on anything that we can. If anyone has any financial questions, if it's not our area of expertise, we do have other people that we, we trust um, that, that could help them out um, and advise them. And the big thing I would say just now is, regardless of your circumstances stances or your situation, if anyone wants to have a chat about anything, whether it's about remortgaging, isn't, which isn't due until January next year, or whether it's protection, family cover, but your baby's not here yet. It doesn't really matter if they want to talk to us about anything, then, then we will point them in the right direction. Um, if it's about saving for a house, we can tell them how much they can afford just now, if they have a goal, what they would need to save to get there. Um, so, yeah, we will help with everything. It doesn't need to be that you, you necessarily need to be doing anything just now. Um, we are available, and you can get in touch with us. It's, it's easier now than it has ever been. We are available on more platforms by more methods <laughs> than anyone else. December. And we can't run away, we've got nowhere to go, so we're all in the house. Uh, <laughs> oh, yep. <laughs> so, well, Your members are standing by. I love it. Exactly. Thank you. Fabulous. Excellent. Yeah. So if your advisor doesn't get back to you in 30 minutes, then they're hiding. Yep. They're in the back garden. Yeah, <laughs> enjoying the sunshine. So keep at them. Keep at them. So that's it for today. What do you do if you're off sick and you can't work? What support is there? And how do you safeguard your home and your family in the event that life happens to you? This week, we'd like to offer you a free financial review, whether you're one of our loyal customers or not. Right now is a good time to stop, take stock and see exactly what you currently have in place to protect your lifestyle and if there's anything we can offer to make it better. So that's it for today. Please do subscribe to this podcast show. Thank you for listening. You can like and share this episode on social media with your friends, family and colleagues who you might think could benefit from getting some sound financial advice. And if you have any comments or questions, then please do get in touch.